Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Do you want to lead with confidence, inspire your team, and achieve your career goals? I'm excited to announce Lead Intuit is now offering leadership coaching. Picture this, 60 minutes of focused one-on-one coaching that will transform the way you lead. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting out on your leadership journey, Lead Intuit has the expertise and guidance to help unleash everyone's full leadership potential. With one-on-one coaching with me, you'll develop powerful leadership strategies, enhance your communication skills, build a high-performing team, and achieve your career aspirations. The website, leadintoit.co, is your gateway for us to work together and create a tailored coaching plan to fit your needs and goals. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to supercharge your leadership skills. Visit leadintoit.co, that's leadintoit.co, today. It's time for a coffee break. Welcome to the first iteration of Lead Intuit's Coffee Break. So these episodes will be short enough to listen over your daily coffee break, and I hope it revitalizes you with energy like coffee and maybe inspire you to get things done. These episodes will include short snippets from previous episodes or new things I have found to be inspirational or motivational. So on this coffee break, you'll hear from Maggie Hamilton, who was on Lead Intuit last year. We based it on her learning to lead because this was her first role as a leader. And so this part of the conversation was what she was learning about leadership as she entered in her first role. Specifically, she talks about how leadership is hard and how she had to learn how to balance a few things. So I hope you enjoy this episode know what was going to come and like but in a good way like there has been so much growth that's happened and what I've realized is leadership is hard and not in like a it's hard and discouraging way but it is it is a constant multitasking thoughts everywhere sort of role and it to me has a lot more pressure than I even expected because there's people on the other end of it and not to say that there's not people on the other other end of like projects individual contributor roles Because there are receivers of everything that you do and there are always somebody on the other side of it. But like with leadership, like people are constantly watching and people are constantly viewing you and seeing what you're doing because they, they are affected by it personally. So it's been such a like eye opener. One, there's been two big obstacles that I've hit. There's been a lot of obstacles because... It's never smooth. <laughs> nothing in life is smooth and nothing in life goes out the way you expect it to. And you're not the person you expect yourself to be. And so that's when you go ahead. Don't always have expectations. Like just figure yourself in that role as you go. And um, But some of my obstacles were, one, learning the type of leader that I need um, in order for me to be a good leader. And so I'm that's learning one. that – the leadership that is fed into me is also affect is also influencing the leader that I am being. And this is a very much startup mindset at this studio because we're only expanding to our second studio this weekend, might I add. Um, and we've never done it before, obviously. So it's still in that startup mentality under two years old. And there's just, there's a lot of reactive movement and not a lot of proactive movement. And so I'm a big believer of you need a vision to have motivation. And so if you're not, if there's no vision, it's hard to have that drive to go towards something you can't see. I think um, Jeff Lamb, who was a um, VP at Southwest for a while, he used to say it's like if there's no vision, it's just like bowling in the dark. You can 
roll the ball, but you don't know where you're aiming. So like who wants to really bowl in the dark? Um, And I'm learning that I don't know if there is a vision set out. But the cool thing with that is I can create one then for there's a gap there that I can help influence the entire company with. Um, So I see it as a obstacle that can turn into something that is super beneficial for my development and my role in this um, studio because that is what I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to create that development opportunity, those operational opportunities. And I have a mindset of a biz of business and corporate from my background in a fitness industry that doesn't have a lot of business experience. And I think I can set us up for success with that and help lead my leader, if that makes sense. And I, I'm learning that leadership is two ways. Because I'm learning the type of leader I need, it doesn't mean my leader is wrong or bad or not good. It just means that I can use my skills to help benefit her as she's using her skills of very quick to get things done and very um, activator-like, very deliberate, teach me those sorts of skills. And so it's not as much of a terrible obstacle. It's just an obstacle I'm aware of that can really benefit the two of us because it's a two-way street for leadership. Um, I believe in leading up as much as I believe in leading down. So that's one obstacle. Another obstacle is something that we did talk about in the last time is managing projects while also managing people. That is an... That is so much harder than it sounds. And I give a lot of grace to leaders that I probably was hard on in the past who did their best and had a lot of projects that I believed that they should have delegated to me, but maybe it just wasn't right or maybe it just didn't, didn't, they didn't know how to let go of it and delegate it because I'm learning that. I'm learning because you're learning people as you're trying to get a job done and you're not sure of these individuals just yet because they're new to your team or you're still learning their work ethic and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I delegate them but also get this done? Because who knows if that's something that they can do or want to do. And yes, you want to stretch them, but like where's the balance of getting the job done, stretching your employees? And so I'm seeing that obstacle of like, when is the right time to bring employees in? When is not the right time? What what job and assignment do I need to do on my own? What job and assignment do I need to delegate? Does it take longer to just delegate that or is it as effective? So balancing those two is so much harder than it looks because I've always believed leadership is a people is a people focused position. And I still believe that. But there are other aspects of leadership that you don't see behind your interaction with your leader. And to get into this role, it's given me a lot of appreciation for leaders that I probably was hard on in the past. Not that I would say that I want to be like they were, but more so just be like, I give them grace in regards to like making those decisions is not always easy of which one do you choose to do in that moment. I know overall as a leader, I will always choose the individual, but in certain moments, it's like, you just got to get it done too, because there's a deadline. So it's, it's interesting because in it just, I think I was like giggling as we were listening to that because it's just the job part of leadership is still there, even though people is should be your main focus. Yeah. yeah. All of those things, I think, are obstacles that every – I think every leader, no matter if they're new or if they're very experienced, I think that's something that they always have to balance leading up because your leader doesn't necessarily know what they need from you and vice versa. Like it's different styles. It's a relationship. And building that relationship is a two-way street. And I, and this is something that I've had to learn a lot over the last couple of years is like 
you have to build that relationship and figure out what each of you need from each other and really build that communication. And that's hard because you just assume like your leader is supposed to lead you. That's the way it's supposed to be. And they're supposed to know how, and that's not necessarily true. Yep. And I'm a big believer of like a good leader sets their leader up for success. Yes. Like, and it's, and I think I said this the first time is like leadership should be humbling because it shouldn't truly be about you. And so I it's do never believe, about you. Yeah. And so like going back to like the vision and not having the vision for this position, that's an opportunity for me to set my leader up for success. That's an opportunity for me to see a gap, fill it and provide it to her so she can oversee the rest of her employees with that vision. So it's like there's so much beauty in setting your leader up for success. And I think that strengthens you as a leader. No. And that's actually something I wrote down because you have a lot of assertiveness, which is great because there's a lot of things that I think – when people hire new people, they want them to be the leader in their own sense because it's like there's so many things that they don't even – they don't know that they don't know. And that was something that you brought into the pool was you're like, I bring this knowledge from a large corporation that's been established for almost 50 years. And you brought that into a relatively new startup, which is a great thing that they were able to see that you were valuable in that sense mm-hmm. along with uh, all your fitness background. So I think that's great. And then the other thing that you were talking about was managing people versus managing projects because, I mean, I again, you there's this the screen that's between you and your leaders where it's like, oh, they should uh, know what to talk about and know how to delegate. Delegating is probably one of the hardest things to do yeah. because yeah. you are literally just – you it's sometimes easier to do the actual task itself versus delegating but delegating is teaching yeah but it's like then it's like you have to be mindful of how you're teaching yeah you can't just delegate to delegate like and so there's so many more right. steps that go into delegation it's so intentional being, yeah it's then, not just like getting rid of work it's actually providing the tools and the resources exactly. that they need to be successful exactly and maybe that's where i'm at like this kind of roadblock of i don't know if we have the resources yet to set the employee up for success. And like, I want to, I never want to delegate something that they're just going to like flop on. Yes, I do believe in failure. And I do believe that there needs to be failure sometimes, but I'm not going to give them something so that they fail. But if they do fail, then they learn from it and we grow from it. But like, if I don't have the right tools and like the right information to provide them for them to be successful, that's when I get nervous about delegating is like, I don't even have all the information. How am I supposed to provide it to them? And so it's, it's, and that's probably something as I become more of a tenure, like more familiarized with leadership and in this role, I'll get more comfortable with. But like as a new leader, you're like, I don't want them to like, I don't want them to feel insecure about it or that they can't do it. Like I want them to feel happy and confident in it all. And well, I think you're actually having an opposite uh, type of thought process and probably most people in leadership because you want to make sure that the other person's set up for success. Whereas I think people who get into a management role, their initial instinct is to let's get stuff off my plate so I can get other things done. And they don't actually think about making sure that the person is successful. And when they fail, they're like, oh crap, what did I do? And either they're like, well, they screwed up. That's their own fault. And, or they're like, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, I agree with you 
leadership to this day is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like (laughs) taking care of people and trying to keep their best interests at heart. It's like so hard. I feel like it's like raising a kid. I don't, I haven't raised a kid. I have no idea, but I feel like there's a little, if you're a parent, it's very similar in a sense because you're raising somebody to be who they, and I think because in parenting, there's like a balance between nurturing and also disciplining if that makes sense I'm not going to discipline my employees per se like when I think discipline that's not the word I want to use but like holding them accountable but like I think that's parenting basically it's like you love them so much you nurture them you grow them but you also need to hold them accountable and that balance has got to be hard like those lines have to be drawn and so if I don't know what my lines are when I'm delegating or providing that's not going to set them up for success so as a leader that's my first step is like what do I expect out of my employees, you know? And until I know that, I can't delegate things to them because then again, they're bowling That's in the That's a dark. really good point. And yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lead Into It. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help future listeners. If you want to learn more about the podcast or me, go to leadintoit.co. That's leadintoit.co. Thanks again.